privilege. Quick um, point of personal privilege. Yes. To be honest, I, I don't know most of these guys. This is Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. Very fine people on both sides. Because on the counter, you want to know why? It is what it is. We've made it possible. With ridiculous bull****. But hey, hey, man. Right, I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate. And so then I was like, yay! Take a deep breath. Oh! All right, go. Go. I'm sorry. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. I gotta admit, I've got a bit of a uh, a view of the sort of people that own reptiles. Well, you've been rather open with your contempt through the years, frankly. I well, found it shocking. And we were, and so my my uh, was eight at the time, now nine year old, wanted to get um, some sort of reptile for his birthday, which was December twenty third. And uh, th- I think this was just, I think this just popped into his head when we were at the pet store, and we were at the pet store just like randomly. We went to Jamba Juice, and there's the pet store next door. Hey, let's walk in and walk around. And he saw some reptiles and and thought, oh, that's cool. And originally, we were talking about a, a chameleon or an iguana, some of the bigger, cooler things. But um, Komodo dragon was mentioned at exactly, least once. Exactly, a T-Rex. Yes. <laughs> Crocodile. Uh, <laughs> um, it turned out um, a babysitter that he uh, adores, she grew up with a gecko and really liked geckos and did a little research. And uh, like chameleons and some of those other ones are pretty mean and bite and or don't care about people. And geckos, for some reason, kind of actually bond with people and they're gentle. So mm. we, we went down the gecko road. And they're excellent insurance salesmen. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I did a little research, found out a store that was good for it, went to the place that's all about selling various kind of reptiles, and everybody who worked there was straight out of, if you were going to make a sitcom <laughs> about people who work at a reptile store. Nice. The, where, the, the black jeans, you know, black t-shirt. Pale skin. Facial hair, the piercings, just, I mean, everything, the right. way they talked. It was just very, very nice. Couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more helpful. I mean, like... You, I wish every store I went to had employees as knowledgeable and caring about what they're selling. Well, they're enthusiasts, God, right? I had one of those deals we were always mocking, where I was looking, I was going to get a, I got to get a new TV. I figured out that what I was going to try to get for Christmas wouldn't work on my old dumb TV. I got no choice. I got to get a new TV now. So I go in and I'm asking a person some questions about the TV. Friggin' obvious, like within 30 seconds, this person has knows less than I do. And I've been and I've been thinking about this for a total of five minutes. This person knows less than I do about this TV. Right. Who's explaining to me the various things. I, read the tag to you. Reading the tag to me. God dang it. Kids out there. You know, I, I ran into this a lot during the break. Maybe I'm thinking about it because my kids are getting older. And then, you know, they're going to be heading into the workforce soon, and I want them to be successful. There's just, you, you run into young people, I think, you're going to be fine. You're going to struggle. You try at all at your job. It's not that hard. You work in the electronics department. When you're standing around, pick up one of the brochures and learn a little something about the freaking TVs. Mm. Or Google that once at home. Know <laughs> something about the products you sell. <laughs> I'm not working at home. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, come on, old man. Try to separate yourself a little bit from the other people you work with, so that you can move on. Uh, you're supposed to research it on the internet, then come in here and buy it, old guy. 
All right. Okay, fine. Flounder if you want. Google it. But I know what I'm teaching my kids. Stupid. Anyway, so I was at the <laughs> reptile store, and these people, like, super knowledgeable, knew everything yeah. about what they were doing. I'll bet they get paid a real wage. Or, as my wife said, they're super into reptiles. Where else are they going to work? I don't know. And but they'd anyway. probably flip them a salamander once a month just for the effort. <laughs> Maybe they get free crickets. Because well, it turns out you got to have live crickets for a gecko. They'll only eat live crickets. The snobs, they won't eat them when they're dead. You know, when Caitlin, my eldest, was uh, young and, um, you know, we finally figured out she's on the autism spectrum, but it was a little tough to connect with her. And uh, one, one thing we always used to love to do together was go to the pet store and look at tarantulas. She's really into tarantulas. And I can't remember why we didn't get her a tarantula. I don't know if she even wanted one. I think she just liked to look at them and read about them and see them on the Internet. But I'm not sure if Judy put the kibosh on it or if we just never even tried. But, yeah, she loved that. I wish we had. Got her, like, half a dozen different kinds. My son got so into this idea of getting a gecko. I mean, he was just thrilled about it. So we ended up going to the store and picking one out. Or I, I called before around we and, moved on to that, where does tarantula guy stand, like next to snake guy? Pretty similar. Isn't oh it? yeah, yeah I, I mean, virtually interchangeable. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. yeah okay. They right. hang. They All hang right. regularly. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, so we, I, I called around to various places to try to find a guy. We wanted this was ninety dollars. I, I want to spend ninety dollars on a gecko. I mean, we went through a few pets where. And the, the 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 infatuation with having the pet dies almost as quickly as the pet. <laughs> In terms of hamsters and guinea pigs and such, it's a race to the grave between the pet and the love of the pet. That's hurtful, but true. <laughs> Who? What will last longer? Their interest in having fancy rats mm. or the rats? <laughs> And we've gone through a number of those, so I didn't want to really spend too much money on this. And they know what they're doing. I mean, it is true, but they got to sell you the tank and the water and the thing. And the next thing you know, you've spent 250 freaking dollars. Got to have a heater. Got to keep a consistent temperature. Yeah. Um, but so I called around to one place, and they had a $20 gecko. And I thought, why, why are the other geckos $90 and this one's $20? And this one was a little gimpy. It had a gimpy leg. He said, it's fine. It's just... For whatever reason, it's got one leg that doesn't quite work right, and it walks a little funny. And I told my son that, and he he found that endearing. He liked the idea of the kind of gimpy gimpy little gecko. Yeah, I could see that where a kid would think, yeah, that's the one I want to take care of. Sure. Compassionate boy. Nice spirit. Gecky is his name. Gecky the gecko. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, So we got the $20 gecko and uh, all the stuff, and uh, he's been been into it. He's stayed with this longer than any of the other pets. It's only Uh been two weeks, three weeks now. But he's really into it, and you have to start slowly with a reptile. I don't know how reptiles bond with people at all, given their brains. But um, You're warm. They said, well, it seems pretty clear that Gecky knows Henry from from the rest of us. Okay. And likes Henry and is kind of standoffish with us. Like a secret handshake or something? (laughs) They talk at night. Or it might be the classic, and every pet owner falls for this. You're the one who feeds it. Yeah, um, <laughs> which I use as a power play with Baxter every night. I, remi- I remind him who's boss. He has to sit. I put the food in his bowl. I put the food in his toy because he gets half in the toy, so he has to work at it and the rest of it. You hump him. Put it. Put it over there. I lift what? up his tail. I hump him. No, you <laughs> sicko. No, I'm and, dominant here, and, he, and he, <laughs> I'm the alpha. <laughs> See, I do this all so I don't have to hump it. That's <laughs> your a lot faster. Then finally, I give him his release, and he goes for the bowl. It's good. It's a reminder of who's in charge. Huh? But s- do the same with my kids. Sit. <laughs> Even now, they're adults. Sit. You got to roll over before you're going to get the sandwich. <laughs> 
Happy uh, Thanksgiving, kids. Sit. So you got to start really slow with the reptile for some reason and let them get used to you and they come out of their, their little fake rock castle thing a little bit and pretty soon they're coming out more often. And that has happened. And then uh, over the weekend, uh, Henry came to me and said, I think Gecky and I have bonded. He came mm. out and he stared at me for a really long time. Ah, so I think we've bonded now. With those gecko eyes. Yeah, so he gets to take him out every Looking night. in two directions. For do like, they do that or is that just chameleons? I'm sorry. So now he takes him out, know. though? I haven't really looked at the eyes to figure out if they can look in different directions. Mm. I have to give him a good look. But so now he's coming out of the cage? or Yeah, he's... and he puts him on his arm, and Gecky nice. walks up his arm and kind of stands there for a while and then walks back down his awesome. arm. They do that for a few minutes and then put him back in the cage and give him his crickets. Watching him eat the live crickets is a little uh, is a little exciting. Uh, we all enjoy that. Yeah. you got to yeah. put this like vitamin dust on the cricket so they're getting all their... You know, vitamins and minerals. Geckos right. in the wild don't have vitamin dust. Yeah, I don't understand Yeah, but that. they have other stuff. Yeah, but then they Presumably. wouldn't buy it for $20 a bottle or whatever. <laughs> there could be that. Yeah, yeah, that could be yeah, a factor. I think Gecky would be fine without <laughs> vitamin dust, but whatever. You'd have, hate to have him croak it. Have yeah, you uh, yeah. brainstormed yeah. on catching your own crickets, setting up some sort of cricket trap in your uh, in your yard or something? Somebody did send a text today saying, said, here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to start breeding your own crickets because you can't oh. be stopping at the pet store twice a week for live crickets which already is it's not a huge deal but you do have to make a stop so you have a cricket co- ranch and they don't cost much but they ain't free yeah, yeah so but now so i got another thing i'm raising i'm, I'm breeding crickets in right. a different sort of right. terrarium and heat and dust well, and well, everything. they get hungry too so you got to start breeding bed bugs <laughs> <laughs> and the bed bugs need mites right oh lord they're getting down to some molecular level <laughs> gross um Oh, but the, yeah, you put the live cricket in there, and it's amazing. I can't imagine how delicate the hearing must be of a gecko that it can hear a cricket walking around in its cage. Mm. But it comes out immediately and starts turning, and I hear something. Runs over there, gobbles it up, the legs sticking out and squirreling around, and it swallows it down, runs back in its rock. <laughs> it only needs like two crickets a day to be full. Are these crickets chirping, though, constantly, and then there's just silence as each Crying one Crying out, eaten? begging for life. These crickets, uh, well, it's got the little top hat and the cane, like Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> That's um, disturbing. <laughs> uh, no, they uh, these crickets don't seem to make any noise. They're they're like tan colored. They don't look like any cricket ever. Maybe they're just despairing because they were sold to be eaten, and their spirits are crushed. Maybe that's why they don't squeak. Armstrong and Getty, you're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. For a million dollars, could you drink a 12-pack of beer every day for a month without losing your job? Although, you know, I don't know. I don't know how likely that would be. Well, I think that's that's thrown in there. And, And the question is, what would your strategy be? Because if you could answer, well, I would just drink all day at work, you know, beer an hour and then a beer an hour at home and stuff. But surely somebody would discover that. So you uh, got to hang on I've, to your job. I've known people who drank it at work for, for many, many years. It seemed to work out fine. Yeah. Yeah. Granted. <laughs> granted. Um, uh, and uh, I, I could I could could have done that easily. I don't know about easy. Easy is overstating. But I could have done it, especially beers. for a million dollars. If I was going to make it OK, this is my plan. Uh, you know, you're not just haphazardly kind of you run into some people at the bar and say, hey, come on over. You know, not that hammered. way, like yeah. planning it. I'm going to do it as early in the day as I can so I can get plenty of sleep and all that sort of stuff. You know, I could cannonball a light beer 
Uh, well, we probably got to stipulate what kind of beer it is. Can it be light beer in this scenario? I'm picturing Coors Light, but whatever. Well, it's a girl's beer. <laughs> well, like the heavier stuff tends not to come in 12 pack. I guess, no, you can get like 12 packs of bottles and stuff of some of the nicer nicer things. Well, okay, yeah. 12 packs of Budweiser, fine, but not, right, fine. not 12 packs of Guinness. I'm not drinking 12 well, Guinness. nor some sort of double IPA, right. you know. You just that you'd be so bloated, but I could cannonball a Budweiser in the morning. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know what other people, eye opener. <laughs> I don't know what other people's drinking uh, situations are like, but <clears throat> I think the volume of liquid would be a bigger problem for most people than the into- how intoxicated they get. But yes, that's a lot of liquid to take in. Yes, for a million dollars. You get I'm home from work five thirty, and you're going to go to bed at uh, what time? Do normal people go to bed? 10, 30, 11 o'clock? Yeah, probably. She got five, six hours to spread that over? That wouldn't be that big a deal. No, you'd be pretty buzzed up all the time in the evening. But, Sweet. Um, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my lifestyle prior to this month. Right, yeah, fine. More or less. Exactly. Yeah. And also, they just say, keep your job. You don't have to excel at it. You don't have to get promoted. <laughs> right? You're not trying to win any sort of sales contest. I just right. have to not get fired. Right. Well said. Do yeah. enough to get well, by. Well said, and coming from you, Sean, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> no offense. Uh, so, well, hey, here's, here's a question for you. Here, this is, see this, I, I'm, I'm kind of off the beer because I would get huge fat, um, but I do love my wine. What's the general... Is it a five ounce glass of wine? Is four. a four ounce glass of wine? Yeah, is it's pretty small. Same alcohol as a beer. Can somebody Google yeah. that real quick? It, uh, beer, wine, hard liquor equivalents. Because I know it's an ounce and a half of hard liquor generally. Which right? is or, hardly anything. No, it's a light shot. Trust me. You make me a Tangeray and tonic with a single ounce and a half in there. I'm going to say, hey, you forgot the gin. So anyway, but twelve ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, one right. and a half ounces of distilled spirits. So. I would have to have a dozen five-ounce glasses of wine every night. Oh, babe! Now I can now I can relate. You'd be pretty drunk um all evening, every night. You'd have to be a drinker. A dozen. You'd have to be a drinker going into this. You couldn't like I don't really drink. You'd have but to I'm be gonna, a hard drinker. I'm going to do this. Try to get a million dollars. Man, that's a lot of wine. Whew, that's a lot of wine. Yeah, you'd be drunk. But you get a million dollars at the end of the month. <laughs> you know what happens to alcoholics regularly? People are out, and uh, there's belief that there's a f- physical something that happens with alcoholics, along with mental and other stuff like that. But what, hap- what generally happens to alcoholics is you generally for for most of their drinking career, alcoholics can drink more than other people, and they're just not as affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens to a lot of alcoholics that leads to you can't drink anymore is. Something goes wrong with your your gizmo. Your meter goes off, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're blasted drunk after two. Sometimes you can drink fifteen and you don't feel anything. Oh, really? Just the ability. Huh. It just like completely, and it becomes completely unpredictable. I did not know that, and that makes it a lot harder when huh. you when you when for years you know you know exactly where you were after four or five beers. I'm fine. I'm not going to get a fight. I'm not going to fall down. I'm not going to anything. But then all of a sudden, that just goes out the window. Wow. And you just have no, it just it doesn't work anymore. So there's uh, a, a system lo- shot. It's not necessarily a loss of tolerance because it's not every time, but it's, there's just a randomness or. Yeah. Uh, it's so unpredictable. Your regulator just goes yep, off. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And then there's the, uh, well, I don't know. That's kind of a tangent. How about, uh, have you talked to a doctor or anything about 
your caffeine thing? That because that discussion reminds me of your. You were one of the great coffee drinkers I've ever known, and now you just have a glass of caffeine and. And it's just too much caffeine, or a glass of coffee, rather. I've had a half a cup of coffee today. Yeah. And I feel pretty jazzed up. Wow. Yeah. All like of a I sudden. may have had too much. It happened overnight. That's it's like, weird. I can't drink coffee anymore. So, I'm sorry. Back to my original question. You asked the doctor about that or anything? or I don't remember if I did or not. I think I, think I did. Sudden late life. Well, middle life. No offense. Um, <laughs> and they well, gave caffeine well, sensitivity Joe, transition Joe, syndrome. Flailing at all of us. <laughs> well, I, uh, Joe hits yeah. me with a late life. You're in late life. I am. <laughs> you're you're lazy. He's got a foot in the grave. Hey, Michael. I got some thoughts on you. Come in here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but you're late in your coffee drinking life. I all of a sudden, it certainly happens with food, though. Like you can eat a whole pizza and you don't gain weight and you don't feel sick. And then mm. when you get older. You get fat and you feel awful. So yeah, or at least change. you have to make several visits. If you know what I mean, I don't I know, know what you mean. mean. I don't mean to your. Do you mean? <laughs> he said it. I think he does. Listen, you're too talented to work blue. I don't know that I am. <laughs> I think I need the shock value. How about if I stay this talented and work blue? <laughs> if I do, yeah, mm-hmm. the double whammy. Then it'll really make people laugh. Mass anyway. appeal, then. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. I wish my brother were here. He's made an art of this and a study of it his whole life. How to beat a buffet. Of course, you beat a buffet (laughs) by taking in more than what you paid. Then you have won, my friends, and all you can eat buffet. <laughs> Rocky Marciano, the 72 Dolphins, and me going to buffets. Exactly. The undefeated. undefeated. Beautiful. <laughs> my brother will put himself into serious pain to make sure he has beaten the buffet. The insulin, insulin, schminsulin. Mm-hmm. I'm they, here to win. It's the economics of the all-you-can-eat buffet. They um, looked at 30 all-you-can-eat buffets across the country. They keep mentioning one of my all-time favorites, the Golden Corral. I don't know if you live somewhere they have the Golden Corral, but that's a good all-you-can-eat buffet. Now, it's the sort of thing that I bring up in some company, and they, they laugh and scoff, but <laughs> I love it. My kids love it. Man, you got a, you got a chocolate fountain you're sticking strawberries in. You got pudding. What, what, what are you not liking here? <laughs> God. God, when my when Sam and I went to Vegas, we ate what's the number one buffet in Vegas. Wins all the awards. The MGM, I think? Think it might be. Anyway, it was. It, it's really expensive. That's the one. Yeah, when I go to Vegas, that's normally the one that I make a point to hit. It's like eighty bucks or something a person. Um, but it was unbelievable. It was like the best of everything I've ever had in mm. every category: Italian steak, seafood, Chinese, wow, dessert. Wow, it was wow, like wow, the wow, very wow. best of and, and the very best restaurants you've ever gone to. All in one spot at a buffet. Well, awesome. and I've had a steak in Vegas, so paying eighty bucks for a meal is not that impressive. Oh yeah, no, no, I I thought it was well worth it. But you know, you take you you and your kids and stuff, and I'm not sure Sam got eighty dollars worth of enjoyment. No, I don't know, or nor should you. But I'll no. let you go ahead no, you with your win. ridiculous. You premise. don't understand the importance of beating the buffet. 
Um, they go through a lot of uh, how it's a thin margin for the restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to skip all that. I like I like waste reduction as a key focus of the restaurant because they're trying to win, too. It is it is a battle between you and them. Obviously, they're, they are trying to win. How do we make this profitable when you're going to end up with a lot of waste? You're going to end up with a lot of th- throwing away food, and waste reduction is a huge part. Uh, they call uh, some of this stuff trickle-down specials. Buffets have always been a landing spot for food scraps. Trickle-down specials, day-old vegetables, beef trimmings, things that can be repurposed into super hash oh, end boy. up on the buffet. Nice. And try to save themselves some money. The stuff they trim off of a steak is there for you and your beef stroganoff. By nature, buffets attract the very customers. What do you of- call a cow masturbating in a field? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. You already got the punchline, yeah. Michael. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> By nature, buffets attract the very customers that they wish to avoid. Big eaters with insatiable appetites. Uh, buffets seek to fill the customer's belly as cheaply and as quickly as quickly as possible. That's where you're not going to fool me. And to do so, they employ a number of research-backed tricks to get people to eat less food. They put the cheap filling stuff at the front of the buffet line. That is an amateur's mistake. Yeah, oh, I know it. It took me a while to learn You're this. loading up on rolls and stuff? You idiot. Rookie. 75% of buffet customers select whatever food is in the first tray. 75% get something out of the first tray. 60% of all the food they consume comes from the first three trays. I almost, by reflex, walk by the first three trays. Well, I almost, I, it took me a while to figure this out, but once I have, it's become you know practically religious for me. You do a walkthrough first. Mm-hmm. You check out everything first. They use smaller plates. Smaller plates reduce the amount of food consumed and obviously more trips. And if you're walking to the buffet... That's only refl- if you, you stick to one plate at a right. time. Right. Yeah, come on. One but in if- the hand, one balanced on the forearm. <laughs> but if- one on my head, one on my shoulders. I'm like an act from an old 70s variety show. Um, they use... I didn't know this. Now, all that I knew. This I didn't know. They use larger than average serving spoons for things like potatoes... To fill you up. And smaller than average tongs for the meats. Oh. <laughs> You'll get like a snow shovel for your potatoes and right. then like tweezers for any sort of anything. Right. I breathed once. They frequently huh. refill water and use extra large glasses. Boy, now that you mention that, I do remember the buffets. They've always got the giant trash can of water there for you trying to fill you up. I won't fall for that again. Uh, no, I'm I'm eating dry. No beverage. Even high-end buffets, it says here, like the $98 brunch at the Hotel de Coronado in San Diego, which I've not eaten. Have you eaten that, Hanson? Fabulous Hotel $98 brunch. Uh, they hide the truffles, the foie gras, and the oysters. You literally can't find them. <laughs> so they're listed, and you know they're there, but wow. where are they? I guess I'll eat another roll while I'm looking for my oysters. Where the hell's the truffles? <laughs> God dang it! Where's the foie gras? I'm going to have me another stack of pancakes while I look for other truffles. Uh, but what happens when a customer ignores these tricks and devours a Godzilla-sized portion of food? Is it possible to out-eat the all-you-can-eat buffet? Of course it is. It's got to be, right? Where there's a will. Uh, so they go through a scenario here. Let's imagine that Larry, a 280-pound offensive lineman, decides to stop by his local all-you-can-eat buffet after a big game. Hello, Larry. Larry pays his $20 and proceeds to eat five servings of steak and chicken, far more than the average customer. That's a lot. The cost of this food to the buffet amounts to about sixteen ninety. 
That means that after factoring in other expenses, Larry has handed the restaurant a loss of $8.50. Luckily, eaters like Larry are uh, baked into the all-you-can-eat buffet's pricing model. They know that there's only a certain number of people like that. Um, Most people don't go in attempting to beat the buffet. I call those people weak and sad. (laughs) Victims. But, you know, if you get a family, I'm going to get my money's worth. My wife will get halfway there. My kids aren't going to get a quarter of the way there. Your family, right. descri- in a microcosm, describes the business plan of all you can eat. Sure. Right. You're there, a loss. For every overeater, there's two average and one undereater. And they can, they can exist on that. There's usually a kid price at a buffet, isn't there? I haven't been to a buffet in a very long time because I'm not a hog. <laughs> wow. You've really come down hard on us buffet goers. And I know you used to enjoy a buffet in the past. What? <laughs> Here's you, must, you must be thinking of someone else. <laughs> what was the super cheapo buffet we used to go to that they closed down for roaches? Was it Fresh Choice? Fresh or? something choice. People's Choice. Fresh, <laughs> I, I think it was, I can't remember, but I they closed it that down for roaches? Yes. I thought those were walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> My walnuts are moving. Why? There's walnut ice cream, walnut pudding, walnut cake, walnut chicken. What do they get their walnuts for free here? (laughs) And they walk, which is amazing. Walking walnuts. Ambulatory walnuts. (laughs) It's a sick and amazing. I chose to ignore. What will Monsanto think of next? I chose to ignore some of the filth in the place because it was very cheap. Wasn't it like five bucks? We went to. It was super cheap. I mean, because we were poor, and uh, I think it was like five dollars all you could eat buffet. Yeah. Which is, it's not hard to beat $5. God, I did. T- they they had really pretty damn decent bread pudding there, Sean. Mm-hmm. No, I and spent I'm a many sucker a t- for bread pudding. Yeah, oh, I went to God. many a fresh choice. I used to destroy their pastas. And I I would I would camp out at their, their frozen yogurt machine. And I would... <laughs> yeah, I would easily take in 800 calories worth of, uh, of uh, bread pudding every time I was there. Never mind the other stuff I ate. A person really shouldn't ever eat it and all you could eat buffet, right? Right. Past a certain um, uh, uh, financial situation and age. I would say, yeah, once you're 25, you just got to forget about it. And if you can afford other options. Yeah. What about if, your competitive spirit? You can't win when you go to a sit-down restaurant. They always win. Right. That's like going to a casino. At least this one, I have a chance. Yeah. Sucker bet. So on, uh, <laughs> like, per serving, you're never going to win with potatoes. They got 30 cents in each serving of potatoes at the restaurant. Whereas they got $2.25 in a serving of steak. Um, Two and a quarter? Buck 13 for chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Quote unquote steak. Yeah, won the Preakness once, but. (laughs) Some bat steak. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like those wet markets we heard about in China. Worst Uh, name ever. This is a scam at all restaurants, really, that I. We don't drink soft drinks in my family, but. They beef up their margins by selling the soft drinks separately, and they're making full, you know, they're making almost 100% profit on uh, soft drinks. Oh, it's it's way more than that. I mean, because what do they charge you? Oh, yeah, it's thousands. Well, it's, uh, a, in, 15, yeah. it's a 1,500% markup. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, like, everything you pay is they get to keep. Oh, yeah. You, you just, you can't win on soda. They I got guess that's two my cents point. in the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. So that is a good, that's a pretty clever way to get you. So if you avoid the drink, well, that's that's how like a lot of your fast food places are. 
all kinds of special deals, and then you get a Diet Coke that costs them nothing. Right. Uh, yeah, I heard an economist once describe McDonald's as um, an incredibly complicated scheme to sell you soda. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt that a bit. I'll bet the math on that checks out. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it recently, but I'll bet that's about right. I've really tried to get away from uh, getting my money's worth as being the goal with meals. Because mm. it's yeah. just, especially when you get into fast food and buffets and stuff like that. I'll take the challenge, though, if the food's good. Well, you don't like to get ripped off, either. You don't like to feel taken, so it's kind of a conflict. But how am I getting ripped off? I take it as a personal challenge. When I see a buffet with a price, I'm like, you don't think I could eat that much money of your food there? Oh, really? Oh, you take it like they're looking at you thinking, fine, that idiot thinks he can out-eat us. Yeah. You remember that all-you-can-eat? I'm sorry, was there more to it? No, no, no. The all-you-can-eat uh, Chinese buffet we used to go to in R- Wichita? Yeah. That made the fresh choice look like, you know, that, that casino you mentioned. Man, was that cheap food, but I don't know. It kept us from starving to death. Yeah. That was so cheap. We used to have this hilarious bit we'd do about that, but it involved uh, imitating the owners, and, and, you know, frankly, I'd like to continue working for a little while longer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quick, lock the doors! They're coming! <laughs> There goes our profit. They see us pull up in the parking lot. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought we were going to come out ahead this week and make our rent. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody's talking about the Red Apple Buffet in Chicago that's very uh, popular. Do you know about that? Don't know it. No. I, the idea there of are a buffet that, horrifies me at this point. There are people that go to the Red Apple Buffet in Chicago and eat for three or four hours straight. I can't do that. They'll go to the bathroom, then come back and eat again. That's gross. Does that mean they threw up or? No, just just let digested some course. food. Yeah, that oh takes like twelve God. hours. You saying they digest it, process it, and crap it, and then come and well, eat whether more? or not the bathroom visit was because of this buffet or a, an elaborate breakfast, who knows? The point is they're making more room and coming back for you've, seconds. You right. cleared the runway. Yeah. Uh, And I'll end with this. Over the years, buffets have made headlines for kicking out guests who eat too much. A 6'6", 350-pound Wisconsin man was removed from a buffet after downing 12 fried fish fillets. (laughs) And then subsequently arrested for protesting outside the restaurant. They kicked me out! Don't go in there! It says all you can eat, but it isn't! I ate 12 fried fish fillets. They said I had to leave. This place is crooked. A German triathlete was asked to prematurely leave an 1895 buffet after consuming 100 plates of sushi. I'm surprised they kept records back that far. That was the price. <laughs> 1895. And a woman was booted from the Golden Corral for eating all the brownies, then attempting to smuggle home extras in her purse. Well, that's the crime. You can't take stuff to go. Yeah, well, no takeouts. That's, that's a mentally touched person, right? I have seen this around the country. They have updated the language on a lot of places to all you can eat within reason. I've seen that on signs Ooh. before. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. Within whose reason? I almost never eat to within reason. Very few meals in my life have I eaten within reason. It's not reasonable how much I ate last night right. while watching the Grammys and we had a pizza sitting in front of her. So what uh, are you talking about? That wasn't reasonable. If I was reasonable about what I could eat, I wouldn't need a buffet. <laughs> That's funny. I regularly eat outside of reason. That's like my go-to. <laughs> anyway. Move. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the stuff. Armstrong and Getty. How many 
Well, it might be too many. And you didn't long. you find out through the uh, perhaps phony uh, genetic testing thing that your family is descended from Vikings? Oh uh, yeah, we almost certainly are though, because yeah. we're we're way 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 Scandinavian. I mean, yeah. super duper from South Dakota. Lots of people came over from that part of the world yeah. to uh, um, do the actual uh, land rush stuff. Yeah, yeah. got to have some Viking semen in your in Hope your uh, family tree. Some people say know. blood. I prefer I to refer to the semen I don't, because the blood doesn't get the work done. Yeah, you don't make people with with blood. No, sir. No, not you sure. Make you, it with the other thing you said. Right. Pretty sure you didn't need to say Viking semen. Accuracy is my hallmark. I didn't know this was one of history's big mysteries, but apparently was. And it doesn't have to rhyme, I don't think. Uh, one of history's biggest mysteries was why the Vikings disappeared. And they think they now know. The ivory trade crashed. That was their income. That's what was sustaining their income. Really? The, the market crashed, and then they went away. They just didn't have money for food and Wow, and it just kind of and, dwindled away. Yeah. From, because, but they were clever and uh, tough people with uh, beards. Couldn't they come up with a new gig? I don't know. Learn Maybe to not. code. Jo- <laughs> yeah, job elasticity is not what it, uh, what it is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once, once the walruses are all gone, you're right. like, well... I don't know where we get ivory now. you say we skin elks? We're ivory harvesters. <laughs> We're not cheap skinners. Skinner. And uh, Wow. I'd oh. rather see my sister in a whorehouse <laughs> than see my son skinning an elk. <laughs> Surely there's more ivory around here. We just need to explore further to find it. To the ships. Oh, Olog. Not so you, to the ships again. So the walrus tusk trade crashed in the 1400s and that's uh, funny i was thinking elephants not walry but of course there are no elephants in scandinavia right. thanks to the the vikings <laughs> right yes not a lot of elephants around there but um duh, uh, oh so you uh, uh, it was used for chess pieces crudis, crucifixes artifacts etc ivory it was a huge deal worth lots of money sustained their economy for a very long time then just went away it just so that's kind of interesting. I guess they solved it one of history's great mysteries. Yeah, according to the guy who who made my guitar, I'm allowed to talk about the fact that uh, part of my new guitar is ten thousand year old uh, woolly mammoth tusk because it was uh, obtained lawfully. By How could a, that possibly be illegal? It's I, I don't know. You got your ivory trade and your antiquities and your whatever. You just never know. You leave the 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 country with your guitar with rosewood sides. And uh, customs and uh, customs says you can't bring that back in the country without paperwork because it might be Brazilian rosewood. Is that, that just the got one? changed like oh, three it? weeks ago? But oh, oh, good, good. For good. the last several years, yeah, you could get they just take it away from you. Yeah, but I I just want to make sure. It's funny. Everybody I brought that up to has said has asked me, "Is that legal?" I have some ivory, something or other, um, and I did a little looking into it because I wanted to see did I, did I, am I breaking in law and owning this. And it's really weird. Like, you could have a... It was popular for uh, uh, brushes, hair brushes. Mm. The handle was made of ivory. Yeah. If that was made before whatever year. So it's made in 1905. That's okay. Because that, you know, we're not going to go around destroying antiques. What would be the point of that? Right. I guess. Mm -hmm. But if somebody takes that and carves it into something else, that's illegal. So if you oh. take that chunk of ivory and oh, turn it modify? into something new, wow, that's odd. Then you're in a violation or something, you know, a variety uh, of weird. Well, laws. they just, I, I, you know, what I have a feeling it's that sounds crazy, but it's just because anything that's newish and made of ivory is is got to be illegal. 
because no, no, no. This was made in 1972, then altered in 1998. They just they can't get down into the nitty gritty right. that far. I had so some. I get it. I had but, some elephant skin boots that every time I mentioned it, people re- <sighs> recoiled in horror. I, I remember I did, and unfortunately they didn't fit. So I got I sold them. But wow. uh, I was going to wear them. I was very excited about it. very tough, tough hides, almost indestructible. Yeah, and elephants do die. Yeah, you know, and there, there's their their skin there. I but, felt a little oogie about it. Yeah, I love. I'm I'm fascinated by the the humble huffalump as there I've made go. clear through the years. But uh, yeah, the ivory trade's disgusting. Oh. And rhinos and stuff like that. It's just uh, it shows Sickos. how deep human beings can sink into inhumanity because they slaughter each other Mexican, over the slaughter of the animals. Too. Mexican cartels, among the many things they're into, we were talking about this on the radio show today, that sex trafficking, obviously drugs, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. they were getting something from some sort of whale to sell to the Asian market. You know, oh, one boy. of those stupid... They were whaling? And they've almost destroyed one particular kind of whale that was off the coast of Mexico. This is on Laura Logan's new show. I don't remember if it was or not, oh, okay. I, where All I right. came across it, but yeah, it's part okay. of the story. Yeah, um, yeah for, for part of that stupid, uh, the, 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 the Asians like whale liver juice, they think it gives them a better erection. Ground tiger teeth or whatever the hell else, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Come on, China! You can run those clips if you want, Michael. No, not on the podcast. It's no, the I, law, like ivory. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.